We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi. Keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and submit a brief review. That would be very helpful. We're working hard on these things. Welcome to the Selection Sunday edition, Bill. But first, tell me how your Selection Sunday began. Sounds like you were locked out of an elementary school gym. So I'll, I'll tell you how I found out about the playoff pairings is we had an 11.30 game, and you and I cleared it that, hey, you know, by the time you get back, you can start writing when you get back. So the third quarter of the game, one of my dads, Travis Byers, his daughter Kenzie's a really good player, says uh hey alabama's in so i'm trying to call like our plays which are you know like invert and uh twister and those kind of things and i think i said texas at least once um but we we battled out an eight to six victory um you know we've got a lot of really fun players on this team and uh i was excited so then i get home and then the reality starts to sit in and we talk i'll start with this bill we talked last night and I do, we do that final college football playoff picture every year at Sporting yep. News. And yep. I've done that, I think, nine times, and I've never missed a playoff team. Well, this is the first time. And I think we, ha- but I, you I were stressed give- out about it. I can, can I can con- uh, confirm yeah. that you were stressed out about well, it. Well, you like being, it's not even about the being right. So I'll, I'll give myself half credit because we did put Alabama in, we just put Florida State in too. And maybe that was daydream. But then something Urban Meyer said on the Big Ten championship postgame when he said, you can't put Alabama in without Texas. And it kind of started to creep on me this morning that, you know what, they're going to put Texas and Alabama in and probably leave Florida State out. And that's exactly what happened. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Pretty wild. Um, let's start off with a quick Trochi trivia, and then we can revisit that at the end of the show. Can you name the two teams, the number one and number two team in point differential this season? Think about that. Who are the number one and number two teams in point differential this season? And then a uh, quick update on the confidence contest. You can congratulate me whenever you want to <laughs> after, the, uh, after the, the repeat, the victory. The, I'm Georgia. The- I'm two for two. Next year, I'm going to hopefully not lose like Georgia did going three for three. What was the final? Uh, I had an eight point lead and I won this week by one point. So uh, I won by nine points. We'll 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 do a bowl contest as well, (laughs) as we always do. And uh, I'll try to battle back, but well done again, you know, but uh, like Nick Saban, I'll lurk in the next, you can say you control college football and then Alabama will just, (laughs) Alabama became the story of the weekend. Go figure. They did. So let's 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 start with today and then we can back up yesterday and, and talk about just well Friday night too. I mean, Friday night was a fun game. Uh, of course, and then Saturday got through it. Texas looked great. They put on a good performance. It was a dominating performance. And then Georgia and Alabama it was an absolute classic. And then we got the drop off and entertainment value from between the afternoon and the evening was stark. And I, I'm not someone that only needs offense to be entertained, but that was a rough watch. Both of them were a rough watch. And we we're just waiting to get to the finish line so we could kind of figure out exactly how things were going to shape up. You've already written a column on sportingnews.com saying the committee got it wrong leaving Florida State out, but it's still going to be a great playoff. So yeah, how I did mean, you come to that? At the heart of the conclusion of this whole thing is, yes, Florida State went 13-0 and in a Power 5 conference showed resiliency and got penalized because their quarterback broke his ankle. The dangerous, I would, we were talking through it on the phone and maybe it's a dangerous precedent, but I don't think the committee cares because they'll say, well, in the 12 team, you win your conference, you're in if you're one of those teams. So they can, and I think by the time we get to January 1st, as bad as we feel about Florida state now, and as bad as the ACC feels, and there's been some very visceral reactions to all this, that you're, I think we did go for the entertainment value because if you ask most college football fans that are indignant about this right now and gave them the truth serum, do you want to watch Michigan versus Florida state with a third string quarterback or second string quarterback? Or do you want to watch Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh come out of those tunnels at the Rose bowl? And I think it's a pretty, I think Florida state got wrong, but I think I want to watch Alabama, Michigan more. (laughs) Florida state's what a 12 point dog. 
in the Orange Bowl against Georgia, I think I saw. And so I think the spread would have been similar against Michigan. Uh, the Michigan spread against Alabama is close to even. Plus, was that not one of the funniest things when uh, Alabama popped up in the Michigan locker or uh, watch party? Have you seen that? Uh, no, I, I, I scrolled through it. What happened? Were they like, oh, no. Yeah, sort of. They yeah. really were. They were like, everyone expected Florida State. Nicole Auerbach tweeted that she was in the room. And when um, they, uh, what did they do? They showed. The sixth team was Georgia, and they didn't know four or five, and so those were still up in the air. A couple of Michigan uh, players did the tomahawk chop, expecting it to be Florida State, and when it came up Alabama, they went, oh, you could hear an audible, whoa, and then they're kind of looking around in the, in the room. Now, it was more probably surprise than fear, of course, but they were definitely taken aback. It was pretty funny. Because yeah, Alabama will probably beat them, because Alabama <laughs> has more talent than Michigan does, and Alabama had – well. I'll say I shouldn't say it that way. I mean, Michigan's got a lot of NFL talent too, but Alabama has smoked Michigan twice in the last 10, 11 years. They they opened in 12. That that game doesn't really indicate what might happen. They played a couple years in the Citrus Bowl and that might. So, I mean, it's going to be a huge challenge for Michigan and JJ McCarthy and an offensive line that needs to be put back together with some injuries. And Alabama's not a perfect team either, but what do I always tell you, Bill? It's like we did all this, we did this long test, and there's a familiar answer at the end of it. And it's uh the one that always pops up. So you gotta credit Alabama for getting there, I think. And I know they got some help, but I just in my head last night, and I I looked over some other bull projections or final playoff picks and saw, you know, you scroll through Ralph Russo and you look at the athletic, you look at what 24-7 did, and all of us kind of agreed that it was like. I might be wrong on these, but I, in my head the whole time, it was Alabama's not going to be – they're not going to leave the SEC champion out. And that it was, came at Florida State issue. cost. Yeah. So here's where I fall on the whole thing. I, I've, I've been adamant that Florida State should not be punished for an injury. I did not like that at all. When they kept asking Boo Corrigan why they picked Alabama over Florida State, he talked nothing – other than Jordan Travis's injury. And I don't know if he thought that was a safe way to go or if the committee as a whole, the majority opinion was that was the reason because that's, a, like I said, I've set, felt like it was a very dangerous precedent. What if someone, what if J.J. McCarthy got hurt? Were they going to kick Michigan out of the tournament? Because who knows how the backup quarterback, he might not be any good. And they're not one of the four best teams anymore without their backup quarterback or with their backup quarterback. You know, Florida State had one game to show what they were like. They won by 10 in the swamp. You can't – you can throw last night's game out if you're going to specifically go by, well, what did they get out of the quarterback situation? Because that guy's not going to play in the playoff. So they had one game to show. And I don't – it's hard for me to project when a team gets an injury and all that. We've talked about Cardell Jones before. So I don't like that explanation at all, Okay. However, I'll play both sides of the fence, <laughs> sort of like sort of like you did with like, well, it's still going to be a great playoff. And it is my thing, even with a healthy Jordan Travis, Bill, you've watched over 100 live hours of college football this year. So have I. We uh, if you say if you said who are the four best teams, throw out the records. Who are the who would you pick to win the game? Would you put? 
Florida State with a healthy Jordan Travis in the top four? Because I would not. My top four or even eight, if I had to go through the best teams, and I don't care who won or who lost it, they lined up tomorrow and played, I would say, Michigan over Georgia. I would say Georgia at two. I would say Alabama at three, even though Alabama just beat them. I think Georgia would beat them in a rematch. I just think they're just a little better, but, you know, Bama made the plays. Give them credit. Uh, I would put Washington at four, Oregon at five, I think Ohio State at six, Texas at seven. I think I would bet on Ohio State to beat Texas. And then I think I would put even a healthy Jordan Travis and Florida State at eight. So to me, they're not one of the four best, quote unquote, best, regardless of that injury. So yeah, I, I don't agree. know where you fall in that list or anything like that, but you know. My rankings would be similar. The same eight teams. I might switch the order around a bit. But, I mean, when you watch – and people hate this narrative, but it's because it's true, that when you watch Georgia and Alabama and you see the amount of four- and five-star dudes flying around the field and you trust the track record. Now, I didn't really like Greg Sankey call, comparing it to Sesame Street, but he might be right. Like, he was right yesterday. That game was not like the others. <laughs> no, that wasn't like watching Iowa and Michigan punt over and over again or watching Florida State and LSU or a Louisville slog through whatever that was. It was diff like we said in the podcast last week, it was the best game of the weekend. It might not have been the most exciting one. I think that was Washington and Oregon, most most to me at least. And then Texas and Oklahoma State played a Big 12 game. So if I was sizing this up, I would say I would probably put Florida State six or seven. With a healthy Jordan Travis, I think Florida State-Ohio State's an interesting game mm -hmm. because I like Florida State's defense a lot. I don't think they would beat Georgia. I don't think they would beat Alabama. I don't know what they would do against Washington and Texas. I think they could beat Michigan. I watched a Florida State team with an unhealthy Dalvin Cook beat Michigan a couple years ago. So, But – they arrived at the conclusion they can hide it under four very best teams. Big brands took over. Um, and again, it just came down to me, like Greg Sankey's statement hit because it's they're not uh, as soon as Alabama won, I'm like, they're not leaving them out. I just don't know how they're gonna justify it. So I just picked the wrong justification in our playoff final playoff picture. And I don't feel bad about it because this is unprecedented. Yeah, I'm good with the best. Four best teams. They threw out the records for the first time. You know, they've always gone, how many losses? And they grouped the zero losses, and they grouped the one losses, and they grouped the two losses. And that's, they, they broke away from that. So I'm positive. That's a positive sign to me. And I think it's got to be a blend of resume. It's got to be a blend of eye tests. It's got to be a blend of projection. To me... Georgia's one of the four best teams. If you're going four best, Georgia's one of the four best. I found it comical. I tweeted it out. Louisville dropped one spot for losing to Florida State with the third string QB. And Georgia dropped five spots, losing to Alabama by three points. That's not right. If that result happened in week eight, week nine, week 10, a team would not drop from one to six. Texas would not jump the number one team in the country for beating an Oklahoma State team that's 
very inconsistent and no one really thinks is, you know, that great, right? Georgia would stay ahead of Texas in in week eight, but this weekend they flipped them. So, you know, Georgia wasn't necessarily part of the discussion and I totally understand they didn't win a championship and they, you know, they lost to a team that lost to Texas, which it's not really their fault that Bama lost to Texas in September, but it was held against them. Um, I just there to drop a team from one to six for a three point loss to Alabama is, you know, on the surface sounds just tough to swallow. It does. And I mean, but this is what the casualty of having a weekend where every conference championship game mattered, right? Like Oregon was, we were on here last week. I thought Oregon would win and it would create that Texas was convincing in the way they won. Michigan was probably the one that we both agree. I will say this though, and this is just a very, very quick aside. Iowa's defense is amazing. <laughs> they are absolutely amazing to watch. No and one's ever open against Iowa. No one is ever open. Their linebackers are incredible on film, and it's so fun to watch their defense. And juxtaposed with it is a brutal watch when they get the ball on the other side. And uh, you know, Michigan's defense was really good. So, I again, I, I kind of hit at this, and you and I have gone back and forth about this in a good-natured way because you're a good-natured person that <laughs> I, I still prefer the BCS. Now, we can run down each one of them. Okay, you could say if we were still in the pool era, what would happen? We would have Washington playing Michigan in the Rose Bowl, Florida State playing Texas in the Orange Bowl, and a probable split national championship if Florida State wins. The BCS would have been Washington versus Michigan with Florida State sitting out. The 14 playoff has somebody sitting out. The 12 team playoff inevitably will have somebody sitting out, but it won't be like this. And I still think there will be one thing that it told me today is the Big Ten and the SEC are going to run the show with all these teams. It is a de facto Big Ten SEC playoff now. And I just know human nature, college football fan nature, they're going to start crying for 16 teams before you know it. They will. They'll, they'll, they'll ask for a sweet 16 and compare it to the NCAA basketball sweet 16 and say, it would be so amazing to have four games. So, I mean, that's coming next. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. I don't, I mean, I guess I do argue for the playoff that it's a better way to determine a champion. The, The biggest plus to me for the playoff is playoff games. Lots of them. Lots and lots and lots of them. There's going to be 11 playoff games next year. BCS had one. So to me, we got 11 winner go home games. That 
people who argue for the BCS that point to the, its efficiency in determining a champion and how we have a true champion. And that's the more, the easier way to do it. We got two clear teams. You don't have to mess with three and four and six and 12 and 16 teams. It's if you got two, just play the two. But to me, it's, as a fan, I want to watch those 11 playoff games, those winner go home games. They're not all going to be good, but five of them might be good. And five of them is more than one BCS game that may or may not be good. So that's when I argue for the playoff and all that. I just, I love the, the, concept of not only 11 playoff games but even the first round games like the ncaa tournament first round games it's it's rare that there's an upset and all that stuff but with this setup it's that five versus 12 six versus 11 like the 10 11 teams that get in they don't have to play number one georgia or whoever they get a first round game against a team that you know isn't invincible probably won't be undefeated. And so I think that'll make for some compelling football too. So that's the part that I can't really, really wait for. But one more thing back to that Georgia dropping. I just kind of in my head, it popped in my head. Florida State beat Louisville by 10 and did not look good, needless to say. They jumped Georgia, (laughs) right? Florida State was four, Georgia was one. Then when we come out today, they jumped Georgia when Georgia lost by three to Alabama. So. There's just something weird about that whole thing. No, it, it, yeah. And here, I tweeted this last night. And at the end of the day, so everybody's going to say the committee got it wrong. No, yes and no. And that's, that's again, one of my favorite phrases of all time these days. But they had to choose between three really tough choices because I was texting my buddies. Um, I, I used a Braveheart line to my buddies in text today because I like quoting movies. I said, my buddy's like, they can't do that to Texas and they can't do that to Florida State. I was like, they can, and they will. (laughs) Like that's, they they can do whatever they want. So they chose, what did they choose to do? You can't leave the SEC champion out. Okay. You can't leave Texas out because they beat Alabama. All right. Well, you can't leave an undefeated team out. They basically gave Florida State, that was the easiest landing. I trust me, if they leave Texas out, we beat Alabama head to head. Regular season games have to matter. This is a sham. What are you doing? Hook them. Uh, if they leave Alabama out at the best conference ever, SEC, JV football in the playoff, you got to beat the King, all that kind of stuff. You're scared. Florida State is kind of the easiest one to like accept the blowback. No offense, right? Like, right. And they can tangibly point to Jordan Travis's injury. Which sucks for Jordan Travis. Oh my gosh, does it ever? I mean, it sucks. And he, you know, he obviously tweeted something out. And I, what a good kid, you know? Like, I yeah. feel so bad for him because your him. name is being attached to something that you can't control. Right. He already feels bad about it. Now and you make him feel worse. worse about it. And how's Tate Rodemaker feeling today, too? Right. It's like, dude, yeah, they, they, didn't like you or, you know, they go down to the third string quarterback and their defense played amazing last night, but it's just the cutting brutal reality of this sport that yes, this all sucks, but the entertain like I, like I put in our column today, Michigan, Alabama will probably be the most watched semifinal since Ohio state, Michigan or Ohio state, Alabama in the first semifinal year. The, a lot of people are going to watch that Rose bowl tons. 
And it's going to be awesome to see that setting. Alabama coming out. In the, I guess they're going to be in white. Michigan coming out in the maze. Or the, they better wear maze pants for that game. Oh, please, Bill. Make that, that, make that happen. That you? should be a required. That's an all-timer uniform game. Uh, and then you get Quinn Ewers and Michael Penix. I think that will be the more entertaining game. Not the better game. The more entertaining one. Because Penix and uh, Ewers are going to toss that thing around a little bit. That'll be a shootout. And I think our early prediction, we can get into this later, in all roads lead to a rematch. Texas, Alabama, national championship. Obviously had a game years ago. And then the SEC is just like Greg Sankey's feet will be so they, – they could play the Sesame Street theme before the game because <laughs> that they'll be telling people this is, this is real-time football here, boys. This is why we invited Texas into the SEC. Welcome. Welcome into the club. I haven't watched Sesame Street in years. I forget like that, but they'll, they'll, Greg Sankey will be on Sesame Street if it's still on TV. <laughs> I did dig out this stat when I was doing my story on the, the 12, 12 team playoff. I had little, little facts and figures about each of the 12 teams at sportingnews.com. And I'll tweet it out if you follow my Twitter feed. Um, Oklahoma, uh, sorry, Texas leaves the Big 12 with a victory over every team that was in the Big 12 when they declared they were leaving for the SEC. Their final game against every other team in the Big 12 was a win for Texas. So Oklahoma State, they lost Oklahoma State last year. They had to beat Oklahoma State to make it a clean sweep. And they can they can walk away from the conference knowing that they won the last game, which I'm sure pleases all the other Big 12 teams. <laughs> right. It's well, And, you know, again, we're entering this brave new world and, um, realignments, it's not going to be the same after this. So, but I, I do think at the end of the day, you have two very entertaining games. Texas is really interesting to me if they can, because Washington again overshadowed, overshadowed all week, went undefeated, beat Texas in the Alamo Bowl last year, has won 20 straight games. You know, we're going to have two, we had some preliminary, not so preliminary, secondary. Coach of the Year and Player of the Year discussions that you, me, and some of the brass at Sporting News are going to have to revisit tomorrow morning. Um, I mean, Kellen DeBora and Michael Penix have to be in both of those conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Washington is 11-2 and two in the two seasons with Kellen DeBora in one-score games. Including <laughs> are you serious? 11 straight. They've won 11 straight one-score games. So there's a little bit of luck and a little bit of good coaching mixed in together there for that. So, yeah. And I think you picked uh, Michigan. Sorry. You picked Texas to beat Washington. I think Washington, uh, I think Texas is favored. They are. I, I, my, I, when I first saw the pairing, I was like, Washington could win this whole thing. They, mm. they legit could. I think all four legit can. And I don't know the last playoff where we felt that way about all four teams. I mean, you think Washington could win it, right? I mean, possibly. I do, I do because I think they can get – they have an offense that can make you uncomfortable. And they have – like, if we're just prelim- – this is really preliminary. And, that, yes, at Sporting News, we did quick quick predictions. Just broke it down as quickly as we could because everybody does that. Now we'll take a more in-depth look at it as the month goes on. Washington and Texas, that's going to be a fun game. It's going to come down to – Turnovers. I one thing that surprised me: Quinn Ewers actually has a higher passer efficiency than Penix does. I wouldn't have guessed that in a million years until I looked it up. Uh, Washington's going to need to run the ball in that game. 
and with Dylan Johnson, that was the difference against Oregon. They were able to run the ball. I was going to say he, they were capable of running the ball. Oh yeah. So they've got the best, they've probably got the most complete offense fair. Texas has probably got, I would say Texas is playing the best going into the playoff, like on both sides. They, they've been pretty dominant since Quinn Ewers came back. I think Michigan and Alabama, it's the same thing. Their styles are similar. They're not going to try to go out and score 50 points. They're going to try to control the line of scrimmage. Alabama really can't run the ball outside of Milrow. Michigan has injuries on their offensive line. That could be another Big Ten East special. 21-17. It really could. And it's going to be riveting to find out if Michigan can actually do it. And as I wrote, if you're looking for Michigan to to get its comeuppance in the playoff, I mean, you got the ultimate arbiter of justice in Nick Saban. (laughs) I'll ask you that. You're kind of you're not a big 10 homer like I am. So, so like, who are you rooting for in that game as a Vandy guy? Who Alabama. do you think America's rooting for? Alabama. You want Alabama, Alabama to take this, Michigan, uh, Michigan, I'm sorry, has turned me off with their reaction to everything. Like the cheating's the cheating. It's been in how they've handled it. That's really turned me off. So I would no, not. Yeah. I think you're, you're going to be the reaction. America's going to root for Alabama. Right. Which wow. isn't, isn't usually the case. <laughs> it's like rooting for the Patriots in a Super Bowl. Like you'd be like, man, That's I'm right. real. Yeah, well, you're a Patriots fan, but everybody like, you know, rooted for us in that game against the Rams, and then after that, not so much. And then so. I think America might root for Washington a little bit against Texas because they like the Texas like the Cowboys, right? If you're not a Texas fan, most people like mocking Texas in general. But that was the, the best part of the Big Twelve was watching teams beat Texas. Like yeah, it didn't, yeah. didn't matter who it was, it was always funny that they would beat them. So back one one more thing before we move uh move on with the Florida State snub is the irony of a lot of people have already talked about this, that alliance that the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten formed that delayed the playoff, the expansion of the playoff. They decided they didn't want to vote for it just because they weren't in the room and they weren't part of the the, the committee that formed the 12-team playoff and the format, and they pushed it back a couple of years. And now if it was already in place – Jim Phillips would not be writing this scathing statement about how the committee doesn't know what they're doing and they left Florida State out. They would have the 12 teams. They would have got an automatic bid. They would have had a first-round buy, and they have no one to blame but themselves. So it struck me as weird that Jim Phillips is pounding the table and stomping his feet when he's part of the problem. He was the one that delayed the, the expansion of the playoff because of this weird alliance thing that accomplished nothing, and now it's come back to bite them. Right, and uh, you know that's this is again the flaw. You know the ACC obviously it's going to be interesting. I think they've been treated like I did the Boise State comparison. They're being treated like a not top flight conference, and and you know Cowan's. Stanford aren't going to change that. SMU's not going to change that. So there's some busy, interesting days for that conference ahead as we adventure into the next realm of college football. I, again, I feel sorry for Florida State. I do. I really think it's the wrong call at heart in the spirit of competition. They haven't lost. They didn't do anything to do that. But again, it's college football. It's money. It's TV. My cynicism 
told me all along, yeah, they're, they're not leaving Alabama out. Come on, man. They <laughs> fine, you Paul Feinbaum had a good one liner on the ranking show. He said, you know, selfishly, he was kind of if Alabama didn't get in, he would have probably had the best Paul Feinbaum show of all time yesterday or tomorrow. So, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll talk to Paul down the line as we he'll have plenty to say about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh in the next month. There is uh, no question that this controversy has helped uh, traffic and attention on the sport. We had Dion in September, and now we've got this craziness. We had Michigan in November, and now we've got this craziness in December. So uh, it's been a record season for viewing. Uh, I think it's a record season for traffic for us unofficially. But, uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, before we get out of here, Bill, uh, any final thoughts on the committee, or you want to go right to the trivia answer? No, I mean, again, not an. I didn't envy their position because I knew no. if it was if it wasn't this that we talked about for a half hour, we'd be talking about how in the world could they leave the the best Alabama, you know, Alabama out after beating the best team. And if it was Texas, we'd be like, these head to head games don't matter. I I don't envy their position, um, and, and they've got a pretty easy. Well, we met. We didn't get it right, but you get twelve next year, so sometimes the politics behind this are nasty, but at the end of the day, when you're trying to jam five people into four chairs, somebody's got to sit on the floor. Exactly. And unfortunately that's Florida state this year. So, all right. Trivia question. Can you name the two, the number one, number two teams in point differential this season? Michigan's one. Michigan is one. Um, Ohio state's two. Incorrect. Give you one more guess. They are in a New Year's Six. Ooh, Georgia. Oregon. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they were crushing it. Oregon was number one heading into the weekend. Right. And then Michigan overtook them in the point differential. Oregon was number one in point differential. That's why they were a nine-point favorite in the Pac-12 right. championship. Because they crushed. So. They beat somebody 83 nothing. They didn't get into the playoff. <laughs> So anyway, all right. Well, very good. So thank everybody for listening for the, the regular season part. We're not going to stop our shows. We're probably going to record one on Thursday to talk Heisman, to let the dust settle from all this, look at some preliminary bowl matchups, uh, maybe a little Army-Navy talk. Who knows? It's up in Foxborough this year for the first time. Tickets are going, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, it is one of the hottest tickets at, who was it? Uh, somebody at work uh, said in a meeting that the Army Navy games sold out faster than some Patriots home, uh, playoff home games during wow. like the, the whole Brady stretch. Uh, so it's yeah, I looked at prices. I thought I'm going up there soon, and I might. And uh, yeah, they were way way beyond me. So um, anyway, uh, that'll be next weekend. So we will be back. Uh, we're like we're going to record on Thursday. But thank you, everyone, for listening to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Irish Breakdown, of course, your source for Notre Dame football information. Uh, And we will be back Thursday to talk a little Heisman. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you soon.